We're back with another exciting episode from Nonproductive. We're going to be talking about the movie, the hit movie of the summer. Summer's almost over, right? We could declare this. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Spider-Man Far From Home. What else is coming out this summer? Anything? Toy Story 4? Nope. Dark Phoenix? There are no other Uh, Dark Phoenix came out? Yeah, ish, oh, it did. Yeah. Ish. Whoops. It came out ish. I gotta watch those yeah. X Men movies at some point. But yeah, that, I mean, no, you don't. No. Oh, no. all right. Good Just enough. Just watch two of them. You're fine after that. I'm Frank. I'm here with John Trumbull, Alan, Pete. We're talking about Spider Man: Far From Home. Full spoilers. We're gonna ruin this movie for you. If for some reason you haven't seen it yet, hit pause. Don't listen to anything else. Go watch the movie. Spider Man is Peter Parker. Oh, you literally spoiled the ending. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, so yes, this was actually a. This is the very first movie. At of Endgame, uh, so this I think this is the official start of Phase Four, is what Marvel. This was this was it? like the no, epilogue to Phase Three. Yeah, this was the end of Phase Three. Is that what they're, they're yeah. calling it? It's called. It's like a palate cleanser. It's dealing with a fallout of Phase Three. So it's like this is still Phase Three. I guess whatever's coming out next, which I'm not sure. What's the next movie after this? They haven't officially announced it. Oh, okay. Oh, really? wow. well, I'm sure because as we're recording this, where uh, San Diego Comic Con has just started, mm. I'm sure that Marvel is going to announce this their next slate. Uh, at, at their oh, big cool. panel in Hall Age. Oh. And the rumor is that there's going to uh, be a debut of a Black Widow trailer. Yes, I've heard because that as well. Logically speaking, Black Widow is probably going to be the next one released just because it's currently filming. Which they haven't even officially confirmed. I, I read an interview oh, really? with Kevin Feige where he was like, well, she's shooting something. I mean, we don't know... What it could be. I mean, uh, I mean, who knows? I mean, but she's, she's going to so end up being a Red She-Hulk. He's playing it very coy, and he's hmm. he's very good at his job. He does not give away anything he doesn't have to. I think that's my biggest takeaway from Spider-Man: Far From Home. It, well, is that Kevin Feige is good at his job? That everyone at Marvel is really good at their jobs. These yeah. films are both super fun. This mm-hmm. film, especially, is yeah, very fun. Fun, yes, fun, mm. summer fun, but also like incredibly well crafted. Mm-hmm. As a bit of you know fan service and continuity, there's right. it really just hits it out of the park on on so many levels that oh, I did yeah. not expect. And and it's nice that it's not as as heavy or as serious as something like Endgame. I mean, it's it's really smart to release something with Spider Man right after something as huge and all encompassing as Endgame was. And Spider Man, by his very nature, he's like a smaller scale. He's a friendly neighborhood character, right? And uh, yeah, so so it's fun in that regard. But I, I I also like the fact that they didn't shy away from the gravity of uh, Endgame. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, they acknowledged it. It's like, okay, all this heavy stuff did happen. We're going to tell a light story now. Yeah. But the characters are also still struggling with what did happen. But they, they did deal with it in a light way at the beginning. Like, you see the, the, the oh, basketball yeah. team materialize in, a, in mid-game. I never, and, you know, I never really like doing, like, a scene-by-scene recap. Mm-hmm. But the, when we're talking about well done from top to bottom, I think in a way you have to. That initial, the, the Whitney Houston music. Oh, oh, that was, <laughs> the Getty images yeah. on the, the Getty <laughs> that killed me. Amazing. The that, little details like that and yeah. the, uh, the, the fact that all they had was a low res picture of vision. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. why would he have ever been in the public eye that Also, much? a thought I had a couple weeks ago after I, I saw End, uh, Endgame and, and Far From Home was, according to Endgame, 
The New York Mets are no longer a thing. So apparently professional baseball is no longer a thing. But Midtown High's basketball team still going strong. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, they would rise up the shouldn't that the be the reverse? Shouldn't have professional baseball kept it together just for uh, all the no, money no, 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 on the no, table? No. High school and college sports uh, eclipsed the major leagues by a mile. Also, clearly, uh, the Mets don't count. Yeah. So. All right. Write letters. Subway uh, series. <laughs> it starts off with... Uh, so with this... People are coming into this movie with with uh, like a major amount of expectations. Mm-hmm. This was the uh, ten years worth of filmmaking, or more than ten years worth of filmmaking for Endgame. Tragic loss of life, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe potentially confirmation of the multiverse. And what's the first thing they you already see? confirmed it in Doctor Strange? The first, well, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. We, we already know if the multiverse exists. A multiverse that actually matters, where we can actually interact with characters from yeah. that multiverse. Yeah. So the first thing you. Your encounter is a high school production mm-hmm. of uh, In Memoriam, and it immediately acknowledges and then lampoons all the tragedy. I know we sound like a bunch of fanboys on this. <laughs> I don't care. But this, we are. It, yeah, absolutely. But it was also something well we kind of needed, though. Like, I mean, we yes, needed yeah. to immediately address, hey, some bad stuff happened, and we're not going to ignore it, but... We do want to keep this fun, guys. We need to go back to like some times and some moments. Not everything's going to be about saving the world, you know. Yeah, right. it's, a, it's a release. Yeah. You, I mean, un, can you imagine if they did an entire movie of "Oh, woe is me"? Tony Stark is dead. Oh my god! I mean, they this... had a bit of that, but I mean, wasn't it was that Iron Man three. <laughs> there, there I mean, uh, Iron Man three was mournful for many, many reasons. But uh, there are so many ways you could have mishandled this, and they did not fall into any of them. I, I, I mean, even brilliant. even the fact that it takes place eight months after Endgame, and not like just two months or two weeks or something like that. I mean, it, because the healing process has begun somewhat. I mean, yeah. there's still rough patches because everyone's still kind of adjusting to how different their lives are, but. So here's, still things just the world still goes on. Yeah. Here's They've my, already come up with a dumb name for it. Yeah, I was about to bring this yeah. up. Here's Sorry. my big I don't even know if it's a problem. I'm not sure where I'm coming down on this. The blip. Did you find this being somewhat because one of the things endless amount of posts and articles and, uh-huh. and podcasts from this network talk about endgame and the, the ramifications of what this means, being gone for five years, coming back. It, it could be, like, that's a knot you could spend the rest, of, decades of filmmaking trying to un, unravel that has almost no relevance on the real world in many respects. Mm-hmm. Um, and instead, these kids refer to it as the blip. You see the band come back in. It's right. kind of funny, and it's totally dismissed afterwards, uh, for the most part. Yeah. We like this, or is this, is yeah. this not great? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, I like it. I like that that be that's that was fine for me. I didn't yeah. feel like that that truncated anything that you know it was it was it seemed fine. I had a little bit of a problem with it. Not really, like it didn't bother me. But I was like, oh god, you know, we really we really expected a lot of stuff to come as a consequence of Endgame, and this kind of just hand washes and just hand waves it away. And then now, but after thinking about it for a while, I'm like, I really don't want endless movies yeah. dealing with the tragedy that is Endgame. No, neither do I. So I, don't, I think this may be the best best yeah. scenario. Yeah. I don't think it just hand waved it away. I think it like like permanently. Mm. I think it hand waved it away for purposes of this movie. Yeah, I think that was a you know it was okay. This is what happened. Yeah, people have begun to move on. They've put a name to it, mm-hmm. and. You know, we, some people are dealing with it better than others. 
And there are two other moments where they're adding to this. One is one of the teachers describes... I his think wife. His wife. Yeah. His wife faked having. She faked, a, faked yeah. flipping faked away. Flipping away <laughs> yeah. Which is ridiculous. And then slightly less ridiculous, but still played for the typical Peter Parker high school shenanigans is the one kid who jumped up five years. Because, yeah. yeah, that was great. And he was a heartthrob now. And that, but it right. was and he And he was probably like 11 or 12 when right. <laughs> the snap happened. Which, by the way, I just realized is going to could possibly play a major role going forward if they do a Young Avengers type movie because it allows Cassie Cassie Lang oh. to age up. Into well, she Hulk. already has. Yeah. yeah. Well, age up into a role. Yeah. Into specifically into Hawker. Um, and they, they even set that up uh, in Ant-Man and the Wasp. She talks oh, about, uh, like, oh, I wanted to be your partner. Yeah. yeah, I, I, yeah. Who, who would she age up? You think uh, as a Wasp? Uh, or, no, Stature was her uh, Young Avengers name. I, I know. I don't remember this yeah, character she, at all. Basically like a giant girl. Oh, oh cool. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. That would be very awesome. Too bad we can't get the original actress to play that because she was adorable. And I want... Yeah. She was a great child it. actress, yeah. really. She was really cute, but not cloying. Yeah, which I is mean, the, you know, it didn't it, And it didn't have that weird child actor thing where they have all those adult mannerisms. Yeah. But they're like six. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> the, like the hobbits from Lord of the Rings. Or Fred know. Savage. Wow. <laughs> Who was a hobbit in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Oh, all right. Well, but I but I think if they wanted to get into the ramifications of the snap and the blip and all that, that's what like tie-in fiction and stuff like that is for. Sure. Like, mm-hmm. If people want to get more in depth into that, you, you, they don't have to do that in the movies. One thing think. this movie definitely does is show that there's if they're going to keep making movies at this volume for this length, which I originally doubted. I really thought that maybe after Endgame things would start spinning down. And sure, we're only one movie in, and it's the end of the last phase, but. The the I don't want to go right into the twist, the reveal that everyone knew in some way was coming with Mysterio, but they've showed that you can mine the history of the movies that have already existed for mm-hmm. amazing plot points. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so even if they don't deal with the blip now, if they deal with the blip in three years from now, in a movie, 10, 10 movies from now, uh, it might be really amazing. So uh, what I, happens I guess, when the world finds out that Captain America didn't die? Oh yeah, right. These are and these are huge moments. The 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 small moment that they capitalize, or the few small moments that they capitalize for the big reveal, are what's cool. So let's let's get right into the reveal. So obviously, Mysterio is a villain that everyone listening to this podcast probably uh, one of my favorite villains. Actually, I yeah. love him. He's fantastic. He's great. I lo- uh, yeah. He's, he's, he's if the um, the MythBusters decided to become supervillains. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. What do you Absolutely. mean? What if they decided? <laughs> That's you know what I'm saying, Jamie? We don't you trust you, Heineman. Heineman's <laughs> definitely a supervillain. Uh, 100%. <laughs> I mean, Adam Savage. That's like a perfect supervillain name, right? right oh there. man, yeah. I mean, oh, come man. on. Oh, we can start writing this fanfic. I don't yeah. know if he's a villain, but he is definitely an agent of pure chaos. <laughs> <laughs> indeed. Indeed. He, yeah. I reject your reality and substitute my own. Exactly. This is a character that even a few years ago, when these when superhero movies were just beginning to be made on on scale, people thought, well, you really can't pull them off. Well. Oh, he would look too silly on the big screen. You can't do the fishbowl helmet. You can't do the cape. It would be blah, blah, blah. No, he looked great. He looked amazing. Yes. Have you seen the uh, designs uh, that were not fishbowl helmet that they had for Mysterio? I did not, actually. Uh, they did. Uh, Marvel released the video uh, talking to their effects designer and about his process for making this costume 
And they're like, at first we try to figure out what a non-fishbowl helmet version of Mysterio looks like. Awful. And, and it looked like he had like this dome, almost like a Cobra Commander-esque, but even the movie version of G.I. Joe Cobra. Gotcha. And, and where it was like this mirrored helmet, but it was more form-fitting. And the way he said it, it was like, the, the, it just stops being Mysterio at some point. So uh, the way he said it, it's like, at one point or other, when you're doing designs, there's things you could do to make it more realistic. Usually, the easiest thing is we make it metallic, makes it gives it real, has light and shadow can mirror off this thing, which mm-hmm. makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, the other thing you do is you go back to the original art and realize that there's a reason why it works the way it works. So Steve Ditko at, knew what he was doing. Looking at Ditko, he's like, you know what? You can't do Mysterio without a cape or yeah. a, a cape that isn't long enough. Or he's supposed like to that. look mysterious. It, it also, the the body definition comes a lot from where the, the cape goes around that fishbowl. And I'm like, this is an amazing attention to detail. And that's all it necess- That's really all it took to make visually Mysterio appear on the screen well. To make it really authentic to the core of the character, they, they you had to present it the way they did. Obviously, comic book fans knew Mysterio was going to be a villain, or at least we expected it to be a uh, I think everyone assumed, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I don't know how, maybe do a quick roundtable. Did you have an idea of, of how that reveal was going to happen? Uh, how the how he was going to turn out to be a bad person? I mean, I definitely knew that the multiverse backstory was going to be a lie. Really? I had no doubt about that. Well, because Mysterio lies. That's his whole thing. Okay. Um, I mean, I had no idea about the Stark connection, but mm-hmm. it, ma- it made total sense. And it was, it was a nice surprise. It was a pleasant surprise that they tied it in that much. How about you, Al? Did you have an idea of how they were going to do this? I kind of figured it was going to go the way it went down in the comic books or in the TV shows, that he was going to just present... They did the same thing. They just presented him. He was going to pretend to be a hero and... Then, but I didn't expect him to work as closely with Spider-Man as he did. I didn't expect him to that that, that friendship or you know quote unquote mm-hmm. substitute father figure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I didn't expect that to sort of become a thing. I expected it to be far more like, oh, who are you, Spider-Man? I'm Mysterio, and I'm going to take over, so you don't have to worry about any of this. Which yeah, kind of happens, a bit more but not s- swarmy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you, Pete? I did not have any recollection of a previous story where uh, Mysterio was played the hero. I think it was with. early, early. In, in the first one. Sure, yeah, in sure, the first yeah. one, like Spider-Man, I think single, it's 13 or 14. Yeah, yeah. and um, in every single like TV show or first appearance, they just call back to that. Yeah, so. I just always yeah. knew him as a villain, so I actually also thought that the multiverse thing was going to be a work at some point. Same thing, I didn't realize, I didn't have any clue that it was going to be the whole Stark connection, yeah. mm-hmm. and I thought yeah. that was brilliant, actually. Yeah, That's, that was I, great. I'll say that the multiverse thing was intriguing enough that I bought it as a possibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what I love about this is they manipulated both, uh, well, obviously Peter's being manipulated in the movie, but fans are being manipulated as well, because after Endgame, everyone's concerned about what are the consequences of the blip, which we did not have a word for at the time, uh, or the snap, I guess. Yeah. Uh, the blip is them returning. The, the, the snap. snap is the disappearance, the blip is the return. There you go. Uh, and then people were, you know, obviously very concerned about the multiverse and the reality-alterating effects of the getting the invisible stones etc 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 like i said a thousand hot takes out there on the internet so i think by manipulating these things i i was not convinced i knew that syndrome was uh, wow syndrome. <laughs> syndrome i knew that syndrome 
I knew that <laughs> Mysterio was going to pull a syndrome and be like, uh, uh, you know, he wants to be a hero to gain power and he's setting up his own villainy mm. uh, to fight. But I didn't know how it was. Uh, I could have bought it was going to be uh, some sort of uh, multiverse. Like he was an effects star, some other universe that got crushed or whatever. Maybe, whatever. The fact that they tied it in to existing things that have happened in mm-hmm. and it's it was a joke it was a gag in civil war i believe yeah, right? yeah. the barf the barf which i have multiple times looked at them like that technology alone would change the universe it's we've talked yeah. about it as yeah. saying, these are all the superpowers that the superheroes have that they don't even recognize as superpowers right like having perfect memory recall and also projection technology all of that that's phenomenal but of course they're never going to address that in a film, and then they do. Amazing. Mwah. Perfect. <laughs> I have to say, I really liked the fact that he had a team, that there were all these people. That was cool. That was really yeah. great, because like, it did sort of, it alleviated a lot of things of him doing on, on his own, which I guess would be really difficult, and having all these people with all these roles, and having someone that wrote the fiction. And having drones. I mean, that was, that yeah, was, was very smart. It was great. All, and, and what I really liked, the other added touch, was how he really looked. When he had like the the dome and everything, it still harkened back to how like his Mysterio costume. Yeah. Even though like it was it was a great idea. Like yeah, mm-hmm. like have his real life suit still call back to that comic book feel. You know. It was hilarious um, that he his suit went away and then he's just it's just Jake Gyllenhaal in a mocap suit. <laughs> I loved that. That was great. But like like Al said with the with the dome sort of there as a heads right. up display, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Very clever. Speaking of the way he looked. The way uh, Jake Gyllenhaal recalled Tony Stark when he put the glasses on, uh huh, I thought that was brilliant. I and I'm I was literally wondering if that's the entire reason they cast Jake Gyllenhaal oh, in that role it, uh, because he could enough? he could look enough like Robert Downey Jr. to didn't hurt it elicit that mean, emotional yeah. callback when he put those on and Peter's like, yeah, you 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 are the new Iron Man. Uh, Yeah, and the fact that, like, you're playing... So uh, we were talking about this right now. uh, Again, as the time we were recording, just yesterday we we found out that that we're going to get a Thor 4 that's uh, directed by... um, Taika Waititi. Yes. Yay! (laughs) And that... that we, we, we the conversation that usually comes up when we talk about Thor is how Ragnarok was so amazing and it had such an amazing uh, character development in there that almost in a way, although I love Thor in uh, Infinity War and especially in Endgame, yep. uh, mm-hmm. that the character development in Ragnarok seems like it's it was sort of dismissed or they walked you know, it back. They walked it back significantly so that it could kind of happen again in Endgame. And I think that's interesting, but it's also core what what some of our, our, our fans talked about. Mark mentioned it's core to the character, right? Thor, in some ways, this version of Thor especially, questions his worthiness, right? That's part of his power. Yeah. Spider-Man questions his worthiness and also the role of res- the responsibility he has to take to be the hero. Mm-hmm. They, without ever doing greater, with great power comes great responsibility, or ever doing Uncle Ben, they give Spider-Man constant input from these fatherly figures who try to tell him what to do and what responsibilities he should take for the world. And he has to question that in himself, question it in them. They, it's 
phenomenal how core to the character this is, even though I've, yeah. you know, you get a lot of people complaining about, you know, it's Spider-Man with million dollar tech. Well, I, th- I think eh. if you're doing any kind of good Spider-Man story, he has to be wrestling with responsibility in some way. That is the big theme of the series. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and there are lots of ways you can play that out of having him struggle to fulfill his responsibilities or or being tempted to walk away from his responsibilities or in in this case he thought like someone else was better suited to take on those responsibilities. I mean there there's lots of ways you can play with that. And it's not just Uncle Ben or the trash can with the costume in it. Exactly. Right? It's not yeah. those two things, no. although it may be those two directions. I, I'll say like it's we still have a Peter that struggles with like with uh, with funds, even if he doesn't necessarily have Oh yeah. Yeah, he's still like he's still broke, but he just has that. He just happens to have uh, funding for his superhero stuff, which like he doesn't get paid for that. He just has his gear and just has to hope that it's enough. And like yeah. he's and, got somebody to fall back on. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's all he's got. He doesn't have someone putting him through college. He doesn't have someone even paying for his trip to go to to Europe for him. Like all of this stuff is like these are all elements about like yeah, he's still just a kid. He's still just you know he's still P- Peter Parker. And in fact, is the the beyond all the twists and how they deliver on them, I think the best part of this movie is the teenagers being oh, teenagers. Oh yeah. It's such so a much fun. Uh, Ned and Betty. I mean, <laughs> how, that how that fun was that subplot? That was oh, actually honey. really great. Like, I, as a person who had a lot of problems with some of the teenager stuff that was in the film, that was gold to me. Like, I thought that was fantastic. And, like, I love the, like, at them breaking up at the end of it and just being like, oh, you're so wise. Way, way like, too mature. That, for was, that. Yeah. that was so great. And that was so, such a teenager thing is, like, how easily they get in and out of relationships. And, yeah. Yeah. I really did enjoy that, that how real it all felt. What did, what did you guys think of MJ figuring out that uh, Peter was Spider Man? I love uh, their take on MJ. Yeah, I, I think agree. it's a yeah. lot of fun. Uh, uh, and I honestly, I do. I had a little bit. I was shocked when uh, Aunt May found out that Peter Parker was Spider Man at the end of the of mm-hmm. uh, Homecoming. But it was fun. It was the deli- it was interesting, yeah. an interesting little play. Yeah, doing it so quickly with MJ, although it mirrors the comics in many ways, yeah, and, and also the MCU in general, they don't seem to have much use or time for secret identities. Right. They and, they, they do away with them very quickly, or they don't deal with them at all. Like, I mean, just from right from the get go with the uh, I am Iron Man at the end of the first yeah. Iron Man movie. Good point. Yeah, they push um, it really fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, they at least accelerate everything, and then you know that might have some. That may have had some consequences, like in Civil War, where like I, I remember yeah. when we talked about it, we're like, well, what's what, what's the drawback? You're especially yeah. What are the stakes? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're working for Shield, which is a government agency, and then you're you know at what point the, the why are you why do you care that they have a, a registry? But we're, regardless, that's a different. Well, movie. I mean, they they also made it like sort of half about Bucky too. So yeah. I mean, yeah. it, it were, wasn't the same thing. That yeah, there were a lot the of comics. different issues in Civil War that that made that work. They they picked different um, hills to die on uh, as opposed to comic book, and I think for for better uh, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Much better written than the comic. Yeah, yeah. We'll leave that aside. But uh, <laughs> I feel like a similar thing happens with like the reveal of Spider-Man's identity, right? That has happened often and sometimes very significantly in the Spider-Man comics, and you know, for better or worse, I think this. I think MJ figuring it out, it was fun and it helped build their mm-hmm. dynamic. Oh, yeah. And then the ultimate ending of this film, which we will not talk about right now because that'll just overarch everything we have to say, yeah. is fun to bring back the whole the Spider-Man menace plot. 
I, yes. I, I, I would love to see a lot more. With because I, we haven't really touched on that, even though we've had, what, like six movies at this point? We haven't had the... Get, we've had... The general public being against Spider-Man. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. That's yeah. true. We're even aware, for the most part... He's kind of like a joke that we see other heroes make, like the kid. And then occasionally they're like really surprised by how strong the kid is. Well, yeah. also in this universe, yeah, Spider-Man's still mostly thought of oh, as, oh, that guy on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. He's like a YouTube sensation. I, uh, there was a great bit in, in Homecoming where the news is talking about him and they talk about uh, Queen's own Spider-Man. And then they cut to a shot of Spider-Man coming out of a porta potty with, well, I think, like toilet paper on his right. boot. Was which no- was, that was great. That was just, so, that's so Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. I wish a little bit more had been given to MJ. Not a ton more, but I... I oh man, we were missing a little bit of something out of that relationship because from where we left it in Homecoming, he doesn't really seem interested. I think she's starting to be interested in him. And we the great chemistry, though, whenever they're sharing any time together, it feels very awkward and very teenagery and very accurate and very cute. But it's... I don't know. I, I like this character so much, I wish I could see more of her. And mm. I didn't get a ton in this movie. And I, I would have... I don't know. It's You could have th- done this entire movie with just kids on a trip and mm-hmm. dealing with minimal amount of superhero-ness, like enough to make it wacky. Yeah. But, and it would have been fine. I'm glad they didn't because you needed to deal with all the endgame stuff and the consequences or what have you. I'm, I'm glad that they didn't because... I uh, agree. Oh, there's definitely a few... Other, I mean, I don't know. It's weird because there's so much I love about this film. But I think the teachers really encapsulate a lot of what my Groibles wind up being with it. Um, Groibles, good word. Mm. Yeah. Um, but like when they make that joke um, at one point where it's like, in my scientific opinion, witches. I'm like, that's great. That was hysterical. Yeah. Right. But then watching the one... Uh, professor like spend like a good two minutes uh, taking the picture and then dropping the camera in the water. It's like, oh my god! Like we know where you're getting there. Just... It was too much for you. It was, and it, and if that was the only scene, I would say, eh, whatever. But there's a lot of just teenager stuff that I was kind of done with, and which is so weird because Homecoming did it so much better, and I so seamlessly. That I don't know what it is. It was maybe too many wacky hijinks. I don't know. Were I, the stakes too high at that moment for you to be spending time? No, with, you, I don't no. think that's what it was. You can have fun and still like because the, the Breathman thing in the uh, in the carousel was fine. And stakes were really high at that point, so it was mm. all right. But there's, I don't know. It, it's weird. I, I feel like as much as I love the Ned and Betty thing so so much. I just feel like everyone else kind of got wore out their welcome very quickly. Yeah, interesting. Hmm. I don't know. I like JB Smoove and the uh, the witches. <laughs> I do too. I like that we kept that going back good. to that. <laughs> I love Flash Mob. I love yeah. the fact that Flash was uh, live streaming everywhere, and it was a plot point. That's how they found them. <laughs> right, right. I, I, and, I, he, and he's getting hit in the nuts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah fine with. I love great. it. This is what the third movie uh, that Flash. Uh, that Flash Thompson gets beaten by <laughs> a actor who plays Spider-Man. It's some weird statistic. I don't know, but uh, yeah, I, I I enjoyed I enjoyed the, the 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 goofiness of the teenagers. Yeah, but let's uh, maybe let's quickly open up the things we didn't like about the movie. We're about half hour into this. What are hmm. some things you just that that hit you the wrong way? Anything in particular? I was surprised there wasn't more Aunt May in it. Um, yeah. And I, and I don't know if I would go so far as saying that's a complaint, but just I was I was surprised that they didn't give Marissa Tomei a little more to do. Also, because her, her she's imprinted in my head as as Aunt May, it it did, still kind of weirds me out when Peter just calls her May. 
I yeah. realize it yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, particularly since she's younger and hipper and, and all that, it would make sense that yeah. he wouldn't say Aunt May every single time. But when he just says May, it just sounds weird. Agreed. I, uh, I'm kind of upset that we really haven't, and, and this is a very small thing. Because I don't know when you would have. But I, I'm a little upset that we haven't actually brought up Uncle Ben. I'm really with you on like, this. We don't even, yeah. uh, apart from... They haven't even mentioned his name. Was like, apart, we, we saw his yeah. initials on the suitcase. Yeah, apart from his initials on the suitcase, I don't think we have any even implant that he ever existed in this world. Interesting. And Interesting. We, we, we allude to it every once in a while, like in Homecoming, he's like, you know what May's dealing with right now. And yeah. it's like, man, I wish we could just... Just touch it on it a little bit. I kind of yeah. like it. I kind of like it. A, I like the 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 ghost of his uh, of his the impression he's leaving. He almost mm. has more power in that it's unspoken. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like, but I I get that you're. Uh, I you're, guess. Yeah, 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 and and don't get me wrong. I am. I do not want to see the origin again. Yeah. No, I, I don't want to see. But, you, yeah. but maybe a picture on the mantle or something like yeah. that of like Marissa you know, with Toby Maguire or one. <laughs> Or one <gasps> Toby McGuire should play Uncle Ben. Yeah. Oh, that's been a, like a fan. I did not r- theory or rumor or whatever that, for a little while that now. That would be yeah. ridiculous. I don't know if I actually like that. I think Toby McGuire should be another <laughs> alternate Spider-Man. Hey, and he should show up in uh, jogging pants. <laughs> Just <laughs> continuity. continuity. All right, go on. <laughs> no, yeah, that's. I mean, that's really all. It's weird because I, again, I'm, I'm with you 100. percent I really want something about him because mm-hmm. he's so integral. To Spider-Man's story and his mythos, but I, at the same time, it's like, how do you do it? And I, maybe that's the the thing that they're running with, or the thing they're they're having problems with is like, we don't want to. They're bring definitely it back trying to that. not to recreate. Things. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I I, th- I read that in Homecoming, they were like going out of their way to let's not do what the previous Spider-Man movies had yeah. done, and they were steering away from that because they didn't want to repeat themselves too much, which uh, is brilliant. I mean, that's but great. I'm glad they had the courage right. to do that. But I think. Now, for the third movie, I would like to see them sprinkle more of those elements back in. I would like to see Spider-Man in New York for the full movie. I would like to see Spider-Man dealing with the Daily Bugle in some fashion. I want to see more of J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> yes. I, because I have missed that character so much. He has literally not appeared in a Spider-Man movie since Spider-Man 3 mm-hmm. in right. like 2007. Uh, all right. Oh, I I was not very thrilled with the um with uh, the reveal of I mean I'm, I'm kind of indifferent about it. I was really not a dislike, but I didn't, the reveal of Nick Fury as a scroll, I I felt that was that was kind of eh. It was for kinda, me. I know it was the last uh yeah. the yeah. last uh thing, the Easter yeah. egg at the end, but Yeah. Um, it was a good lampshade in case you in case you felt Fury was out of character or he, he was sure. too smart to get duped by this. That's really good. Yeah. yeah and, it may bring up shield, uh, not shield, sword. Sword? sword? Yeah. Sword? Yeah. Wow, that was a weird way of spread. And also they, there's a, a one-off and you miss it a line about uh, Kree insurgents. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's. I mean, I, I was cool with it because it definitely made a lot of things in the movie like, alright, I'm giving way more yeah. of Fury's behavior I, past this I was point. fine with it. I didn't think we needed it, but at the same time for the, that, the, the last uh, Easter egg. You always expect something. The last, yeah, the, 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 the vitriol with which he had the uh, don't don't you dare invoke her name. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that made much more sense. Yeah. yeah, I I didn't mind that 
Um, what, what was that? I've, I've forgotten that. Uh, that when the... Peter was uh, running off people that would be better, uh-huh. and he said Captain Marvel. Oh. And Nick responded, don't you dare invoke her name. I'd forgotten that. He would be, she would be much more sacred to a scroll. Than yeah, in this Fury. context, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, so we and, don't... and the, there was a quick bit that hinted at it where he said "your world" instead of "our world" when he was talking yeah. to Peter. Um, I, I was Earth. I was very yeah. attuned to the, like the hints of it because I accidentally spoiled myself on that reveal before I saw the movie. Oh, interesting. Um, so I was I was sort of like so maybe it is better. I was I, keeping uh, like review. one eye open about that, and I was like, oh yeah, okay, I guess that was a real spoiler. I accidentally read. Okay, well. All right, so we talked about things we did not like so much, and we have, of course, showered the movie with praise, but we're going to do one last round of the things we loved the most, just moments that we just think were great. I loved all of Mysterio's illusions when he's attacking Spider-Man. These are the things that you would once upon a time say you could only do this in comics you couldn't yeah. do this in film uh, and they did an amazing job the the army of spider-man attacking the 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 negative space spider-man's fighting in the, the fake game. out where you think he's out of the illusion and he's still in the illusion yeah, yeah. i love amazing all that stuff that's his amazing. reaction to happy afterwards yeah oh, yeah, was. yeah yeah it was it was just so like that was I I will say I think they peaked there that was the best scene in the movie was him just like with all the illusions and then everything going in the giant fishbowl and like this like it was mm-hmm. like it was a snow globe and it was just so over the top and amazing and I love just like at the end of the day I I don't have to sh- I don't have to shoot you and do anything I'm just gonna guide you so you get hit by a train yep perfect okay if I've got a favorite it's uh it's the moment that Edith explains her name. Oh, uh, Tony, even dead. Even I'm dead. I'm the, the hero. hero. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it took me a second. <laughs> that was good. That was the most Tony Stark thing ever. Yeah, it was yeah. Beautiful. Despite the fact that calling his illusion tech barf is probably what got us in this mess. Mm. Uh, yeah, I agree. That was pretty cool. Yeah, actually, that whole scene where with uh, with what's his name in the back of the bus. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. What's his? Oh God, I don't remember. Where like, Peter accidentally calls the, the, the drone. Drone strike. Yeah. yeah, that was all great. Baby goats. Baby goats. Al, do you got something? I have really liked the elementals. Like even yeah, they looked pretty cool. They were mm-hmm. really cool. I think the uh, the 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 molten man fight, uh, for lack of a better term, um, that's what its action figure is called. That's what I'm calling it. Yeah. All right. Um, and Hydro Man. And yeah, mm-hmm. they were they were really good. Like yeah. even if they like, even if they were fake in universe, they still felt really cool. And just the metal, like, falling into it and getting bigger and just, like, I mean, like, oh, man, like, uh, even in the back of my mind, knowing it wasn't all happening and it wasn't real, even in the film, it wasn't real. They were just really cool designs. They looked really badass. Mm -hmm. And and I don't like that because that was a a clever way to, like, put in those more minor C-list Spider-Man villains. Because, like, we're probably not going to build a whole movie around Hydra-Man or the Molten Man. They mentioned Morris Bench, though. Yeah, I was um, very happy that little bit of fan service where BuzzFeed mm-hmm. had a story about the origin of this creature. Yeah. yeah. Which was obviously just complete BS. But. Yeah. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. You know, Marvel's very clever at the misdirection. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. I'm very and glad they tossed in that little bit of fan service, though. Yeah. Trum- Trumbull, do you have a favorite part you'd like to share with us? Um, I would say there there was one moment. It was the mid credit scene mm-hmm. towards the end. I don't know if you remember this. It was kind of obscure. You might have left the theater early. Right. Um, you see Spider-Man and MJ web swinging around the city. She's like, I'm never doing that again, which that's that's kind of hilarious. Yeah, right I love that, yeah. that reaction. That was cool. It was also um, the most brilliant uh, date tactic. Yeah. To get the girl to just 
Watch it tighter. <laughs> I mean, that's, I that's mean, like going to a horror movie to the extreme. Right. But, but we saw that in all the Sam Raimi movies, and we saw those in the, uh, uh, what was the other guy's name? Andrew Webb? Andrew Garfield. Uh, 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 yeah. I was talking about the director. Mark was, Webb. Mark Webb. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. Um, but we, we we saw that in those, and uh, I, I I enjoyed that twist on it. And mm. then of course uh, we have the the screen, and and we have J K motherfucking Simmons as J Jonah motherfucking Jameson. Amazing. I, I in my wildest dreams, this is what I wanted to happen. I have been like plugging saying this should happen for a year and a half, two years at least. Yeah. And I never in my wildest dreams thought it would happen, but I was like, they should just bring back J.K. Simmons. I, They're never going to do any better. And like they reused M and Q in the James Bond movies when they recast Bond. So I don't see why we can't do that exactly. with J. Jonah Jameson. Right. But it's a level of fan service, and I don't mean this in the uh, as a negative, I, but... It's a level of fan service that Marvel has shown that it is totally willing to do and has been like Infinity War, Endgame, mm-hmm. especially Endgame. Huge scenes that are just like, hey, you all wanted to see this happen, right? Here right. it is. Yep. And it's also great. It's not just there mm-hmm. for no reason. It's right. perfect. And this is just like, yeah, I could definitely see where this is. the story is being built. Mysterio definitely had to have had some sort of plan. And we see mm-hmm. what it is. And oh, by the way, we're also giving you this fan favorite in a way that's going to make the audience erupt. With a new twist on it, doing him as like an Alex Jones Infowars type right. guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's a great twist to bring Jameson into the present day uh-huh. because, I mean, let's, say, let's face it, newspapers are not what they once were. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're a media mogul in today's day and age, you're on cable news or you're on the web or... Right. Something like it's that. It's something they've played with in the comic books. I mean, I, I wish but he could have... this was great. Mm-hmm. I wish he could have still had the flap top, but... Yeah, I'm not, I wonder why mm. no flap top. I wonder if that was like to help preserve the secret or something. I don't know. Ah, uh-huh, interesting. I, but yeah. I don't know. I haven't I mean, read it. I could have made him wear a wig. I mean, yeah. there's I lots of reasons they could have done it. I don't know why they didn't. Uh, maybe they thought it was too much if a character literally from the other Spider-Man series maybe. appeared as as you exactly as uh, I don't know, yeah, exactly. but I think but, that is that he does become the uh, answer to a trivia question now. Oh, really? Because I, if I remember correctly, he's the only actor from a previous incarnation of a Marvel movie property, yeah, or TV property, to reprise his role in another property, yeah, oh. and another continuity yeah. of it. There yeah. have obviously been actors who who transitioned into new roles right, right. in like cameo like Lou Ferrigno had a couple Hulk right, cameos right. but he wasn't playing the Hulk well right. he did do some voice he did do some yeah. stuff yeah uh, uh, so I mean just fantastic in every way uh, the one little tidbit I'd like us to wrap on if you'd allow me this a bit of vanity here there is one thing I would have loved to have seen in the movie that could not have happened because it meant that everything amazing we did see in the movie would not have happened. And that as the ultimate Mysterio twist and reveal very late in the movie, we would find that the actor who was playing Mysterio, the person who was Quentin Beck, was actually in a disguise all along and the person who was behind Mysterio was, uh, was portrayed by an actor... We all know as Bruce, Bruce Campbell. Campbell. <laughs> if that were to have happened, I would have gotten up. 
walked up to the screen, ripped it down, put it in my pocket, and walked out of the theater. <laughs> I own this. Does Do you know what I'm talking about, yeah. Bruce Campbell? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For those fools listening to this who don't know, Bruce Campbell has long been, uh, like, as in from the original Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire movie, 2001, yeah. two, I can't, I can't two. remember, two. 2002. Uh, was, he is the one person who has vexed Peter <laughs> he, in, in he every He named movie. Spider-Man. Yes. He defeated Spider-Man. And then he teamed up with Spider-Man. If yep. you don't recall, that would be naming him in the ring in Spider-Man 1, yep. defeating him in the... Uh, he wouldn't uh, let him in to see Mary as Jane's a play. As an right. usher. As the usher. In that. And then yeah. helping him get engaged. And helping yeah. him get engaged in the third Spider-Man movie. If he had shown up, I would have liked it if he had just... If Bruce Campbell would have just showed up, walked in, looked around... And then walked away. Or when, when uh, what, if, what if they just spliced in the end of Darkman, and you just see Bruce Campbell in the crowd, and then fading out into the crowd? Oh, I never realized Bruce Campbell was in the in, in the crowd. I did not realize that. Yeah. Or the end of uh, the the Evil Dead remake. Oh, was he in there too? He was. He Bruce was the Campbell is in all of us, Frank. So yeah, if he could be in all these things, <laughs> I would have liked it if he was in the bar when Quentin is giving everybody like their yes. props. Yeah, that would have been funny. And you, and he's, he turns around and looks, but then they cut to something else. What like, about me, boss? <laughs> oh, you're good. <laughs> you're good, Bruce. <laughs> you know what you did. You're groovy. <laughs> he gives him a thumbs up. You know what you did. And then there's I, the implications that he did all the things he did. A really interesting, ridiculous fan theory I heard about. The ending where where J. Jonah Jameson reveals that Peter Parker is Spider-Man to the public is maybe that whole thing was just another one of Mysterio's illusions, and, and Peter is the only one who's seeing that, but he believes his secret identity is is revealed. And I'm like, that's really neat because like they could go a few ways with this. They could they could lean into like a whole movie with Peter on the run mm-hmm. and dealing with the ramifications of his identity being public or they could do like what Thor Ragnarok did with Loki impersonating Odin and just resolve it really quickly and right. put the genie back in the bottle very possible yeah I mean, I mean he could yeah, just have Mysterio just have him make a deal with Mysterio right there and there and yeah, I mean, it all I, goes away. Everybody forgets. And oh, it, you mean uh, you said Mysterio, but you meant I Mephisto. Meant, yeah, I meant Mephisto. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Uh, or yeah. Actually, I mean, I, I wonder if they're going to try and find a way to put the genie back in the bottle. I, I feel like this is going to be a little bit of a uh, maybe a, a reference to you know the fake they, news and and the, the current world we're living in. Where I mean, it's going to be very easy to to walk back this reveal. Yeah, I mean, yeah. for hell, we've got scrolls. A scroll could appear with uh, as Peter right, next right. to Spider Man and be like. And and, and you could do that the in the opening five minutes of the movie. Mm-hmm. What, the world doesn't know about scrolls, Exactly. Right. So a scroll as Peter Parker could meet Spider-Man. Oh, and be like, like, or it's or not Peter real. could even adapt Mysterio's illusion tech. And absolutely, and have happy Peter and just, Spider-Man. Happy could come out and say, "Like, no, this is a this was a Stark employee who went rogue. He did all these things." It's Tony Stark's bodyguard, but but, it's, yeah. but that's the, but that's the thing. Like, that's what's so genius about this is yeah. that it's all about information. It's all about like even if they come forward, even if Pepper Potts comes forward and talks about like, no, this is what we all have. Like, yeah, yeah, but yeah, but like, that I, I saw the, these things and these things. Like, 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 there's. It's all about that information. It's all and it's and it's great. the world we live in right? exactly because yeah, yeah. it, it depends on what you believe. Because like, oh, why do we believe these big corporations with their agendas and their so and so forth? It's right. Like, it's 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 fascinating. It's great because even if they walk that back or they find any number of excuses about why Quentin Beck is actually just 
you know, here he's existed forever. We have his identification, all this other yeah, stuff. Yeah. It's like, it's like, well, how did you not know? And like, there's so That's much about where it. I, mean, I would not want this to be walked back in the similar way that Loki was, because the Loki thing mm-hmm. is like that's just a that's a plot line that exists within that fictional universe. Can you magically take the place of a king? And what are the consequences of that? What does that say about our world? Not really much. Yeah, mm-hmm. but this has the potential of saying a lot about our world in a fun, interesting way. So I would like them to address it, but I don't know. And and you know the fun thing is. Is that there are so many possibilities. There's so many ways they can go with this, and I think that's a lot of fun. And and I'm not necessarily leaning towards them doing one or the other. Hell, they could even just do something as simple as everyone laughing it off. Oh yeah, and like oh, people thought Peter was Spider Man. That isn't isn't that funny? Because they did that in an early uh, Stanley Steve Ditko issue where he where Peter Parker is fighting Doc Ock as Spider Man, but he's he's. Not at his best because he's sidelined by a cold, so he's like real weak and 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 logy. And then like <laughs> Doc Ock easily overpowers him, unmasks him, and every and this is in front of Betty Brandt and J. Jonah Jameson and everyone, and everyone's like, "Oh, well, Peter just thought he would like put on why a Spider-Man outfit." And, and they're like, "Why miserably. are you pretending to be Spider-Man? No, aren't you stupid?" Oh, the and, golden and, and literally, no one <laughs> believed it. I yeah. mean, that was and that was great. And they could do something like that still. I think. Well, I guess we're just going to have to wait to find out. I can't I wait to find out. Spider-Man 3, brand new day. No. No, uh, you got to get home in there. Come uh, on. Brand, Come on. Brand it's new gonna day be, home. Welcome it's home, be, uh, Spider-Man. Welcome home. Home alone. Oh. Spider-Man home alone. Ah! Homeless. Homesick. Home. Homebody. Yeah, homebody. Spider-Man home no more. Again. Spider-Man 3. Home alone. Home loan. He gets a subprime mortgage. It's going to be great. If you have your own ideas, please keep them to yourselves. But like, follow, and subscribe to the podcast network because uh, we produce fine quality content. We like do this. actually, especially hey. the SNL nerds. Yeah, I was about mm. to say, hey, John, tell us about your show on the network. Well, I I do a show with my buddy Darren Patterson, the SNL nerds, where it's two uh, comics from New Jersey talking about Saturday Night Live. Mm. Uh, Right now, because it's a summer hiatus, we don't have a, a season of SNL to talk about. So we're going through the SNL movies, and we're having lots of fun with Ooh, that. What and movie are you on? Uh, we are up to A Night at the Roxbury. Wow. So, All right. Well, good luck yeah. with that. I That's, mean, it's, it's got to be at least better than, uh, what was the last one? Blues Brothers 2000? I like Blues uh, Brothers 2000. I, I should have guessed it on that, because I was the <laughs> only one who'd fight for it. Yeah, I um, I haven't watched A Night at the Roxbury yet. I don't know if it's better or worse. I remember liking it, but it's I guess- got to be better than it's pat the fun thing is yeah. i haven't seen most of these movies i'd seen like blues brothers yeah and wayne's world I, and wayne's world and i think that was about it so mm. like for the last five or so weeks these have been totally new movies to me mm. which yeah. is fun I, again i so. remember liking night at the roxbury so you'll have to tell me if it holds up at all <laughs> we'll tune find, out. find out yeah, yeah tune in next monday all right good night everybody let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. This has been a non-productive media presentation. Executive producer, Frank Hablawi. This program and many others like it on the Non-Productive Network is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial No Derivatives License. Please share it, but ask before trying to change it or sell it. For more information, visit non-productive.com.
I firmly intend to uh, go back to the TSR Marvel superheroes role playing game. Nice and stat out a uh, night monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see that. 